0: All right, Sarah. Just press record and talk. Just hit the record button and just start talking. Just do the thing. Just talk into the mic to your listeners. You got this. Okay, here we are. We're we're rolling. We're talking. This is uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is a very strange bonus episode. This is not a regular episode. Um, but it is just, so I'm just hopping on here to, to chat. Um, I may or may not have smoked a joint. Maybe I definitely did. Um, but I felt the need to come on and talk to you guys and let you know what the fuck is going on. What the fuck is going on? Well, I'll tell you the first thing that's going on. The first thing that is going on is the fact that this podcast is recording episode 250 this Friday, February 3rd it's going down and it's going down live on YouTube. So what I'm doing is, is I'm doing a live stream for episode 250. It's going to be live streamed on the third. And then what I'm going to do is take it down. You're only going to see it live if you tune in on Friday night. It's going down and then I'll put it back up the next week and release an audio episode as well for episode 250. So that's the fucking deal because I know I'm going to be hungover the next day. I'm not going to want to like start editing what's probably going to be a chaotic episode. It's going to be a fucking blast, but it's going to be probably a bit chaotic. Um, So it will take a lot of editing. So you got to tune in. You got to tune in on YouTube on Friday. Make sure you're subscribed on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Maybe uh, ring the bell for notification so you know when we go live. It's going to be 9 p.m. Atlantic time. So whatever that is for you, that is 8 p.m. Eastern um, and I, I'm i not going to do the rest. So just figure it out. 9 p.m. Atlantic time on the Intuxed YouTube channel. I'm going to have special guests, Dan Henderkin and Travis Lindsay with me, um, my anchors during this kind of party live stream. And there might be some other people as well. I invited a bunch of comics over. We'll see who shows up. Um, And it's going to be, I'm going to get fucking drunk and have some goddamn fun on my 250th episode. So obviously it's not going to be your standard and episode, but it will be an epic episode nonetheless. Um, so what else is there for me to talk about? Well, I have had roaches and I've been dealing with um cockroach treatments uh for the entire month of January. So that has been absolutely awful, terrible. Would not recommend it. Well, actually no, I would recommend treatments. I would not recommend getting cockroaches. I mean, at least something is happening and things are getting somewhat better, but my kitchen uh, and like, essentially one whole side of my apartment I had to pack up and put in my living room. Um, and it's been just all over the place for a whole month. Um, I did like kind of tear down the studio for my Christmas break. And then I went straight into roach treatments. So truly the studio has not been really a studio for a long time. I have to set it up again for the live stream. But I gotta say, it's kind of nice having a goddamn living room. And You know, it's not cool having boxes all in my living room, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, the cockroach stuff is terrible. It's very, very stressful. At this point, I'm kind of used to it, though. Um, They've done like four treatments, and hopefully that's the last one. I do see that things are getting better. I am still seeing them, but like it's, it's better, you know. So it gets better every time, and it's just something I have to deal with. But that leads me to... The next point I have written down here, which is I'm sure people are wondering. You know, I don't know how many people here. I am just posting this to the audio feed. I'm not going to do any promo for this episode. This is just for people who are subscribed and actually click listen on whatever this is. The stream of, you know, consciousness. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm just kind of just talking and getting things out, but this is for you guys, um who are listening the subscribers long time listeners, maybe short time listeners. I don't know. Maybe friends of mine. A lot of people are like, Sarah, what the fuck is going on with intoxicated? Like, what are you doing? Are you ending it? What's happening? The release schedule is all wonky. I was weekly for a good run. And then I went biweekly. And then I, I probably just like took some weeks off and then got into a weird irregular release schedule that kind of just became whenever I felt like it. And i it's just such a strange thing because I really pride myself on remaining consistent with this podcast. I mean, it's it's what got me to 250 episodes. Um, So it's something I'm super proud of up to this point. But I don't know what it has been lately. I have been just out of the game, not feeling motivated. Um, very busy with other things too. Like my life is just my life is just a lot. It's it's a fucking lot. And to add a weekly guest format podcast on top of that is it it's just become too much for me. Is is to be quite frank and honest. Um, and I've been, my heart has just been kind of out of it for a bit. And I have thought about ending it. You know, I thought 2.50, that would be a really good time to just say, that's it, folks. Uh, it had a good run. And clearly, my heart's not in it enough to keep this thing going. And I'm, I am still don't have an answer for that question. What I do know is that it's not ending yet. Okay? It's not ending Yet, what's probably going to happen, in an ideal world, I would love some podcast growth. So if I'm speaking directly to someone listening right now who has not left me an iTunes, Apple Podcasts uh, rating or review, that would be amazing. Um, Stuff like that really does help out the show. Of course, sharing the show really helps. So obviously, like I have been doing this almost six years, and I'm not seeing any, any dips, but I'm not seeing any growth. And after a certain amount of time, I just kind of go, well, what, what am I, what am I doing here? Like, am I just making a podcast for my friends? Which is, it's cute and it's fun, but like, what am I, what am I doing? Like I'm doing the same old thing and it's not really going anywhere. It's not really getting any other attention. Obviously like if I can think about what I would want for the show is for our network to pick it up and to have people maybe help promote it, get new listeners, whatever. I have definitely realized that intoxicated is not a show that really appeals to anyone outside of Halifax. I mean, I have had people on that are outside of Halifax if they're traveling in, but really the bread and butter of this podcast is the Halifax comedy scene and Halifax comedy scene can only give me so many listeners. So it's put me at a weird place where I'm just kind of thinking, what's next? You know, I don't want to end this podcast. I like that I have a place to come on and talk to people and have an intentional space to get to know people on like a deep fucking level. Um, you know, cause we have the format, it's a podcast, you're sitting down, you know, it's a podcast, you know, what questions I'm going to ask, or, you know, you know, kind you know, the segments, you know, obviously the conversations go where they may, but I love having a space to interview comics and talk about comedy. Um, you know, it's, it's after episodes, like my episode with Kyle Carpenter that I got excited about writing again and excited about working out bits. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if, he didn't come over and come on the podcast. So it is closely tied to my social life. And I don't know how healthy that is. Um, It's probably not that healthy. Something for my future therapist to maybe consider. But in a strange way, I do feel like if I end the podcast, I'm not going to see people anymore. And that's really sad. And that makes me, that makes me sad. So you know, um, obviously right now, uh, I haven't released an episode in a bit. I have been, I have been focusing on like legit friendships, hanging out with people, reconnecting with people and it's been helpful. So that is a priority for me. Um, at this point in my life, you know, real, true friendships that go beyond, you know, being on shows together or like doing podcasts, which are both wonderful things But I do think like a true friendship extends beyond that. And I also don't all want, I don't want to have to always be like on for people. And that's something I definitely feel when I hang out with comics and I'm, you know, riffing after shows or hanging out after shows or even on this podcast, it's like, you know, be quick, be witty, think things to say, keep it funny, keep it moving. you know, like it's, it's a lot of performance, I guess. And sort of sort of what I'm thinking about right now is, is slowing things down a bit just to um, perform less and live more. Ooh, that sounds deep. Um, but I truly, truly mean that in the sense that I I want this to be the year of doing new things. I know every fucking goddamn person says that at the beginning of every year. But I want this to be a year about health, getting health back in order, Um and dating, honestly, um, I want to make dating a priority. Not in the sense that it's going to run my life by any means, but I want to carve out time and space for it. Um, because I realize that I have a super fulfilled life, <laughs> and I truly mean that when I say that. If you, if I didn't make the time to like swipe or go to dating events, or go on dates, like, I would forget. I just would straight up forget because I have so much on the go. Um, You know, actually, I don't even know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I've been doing Taylor Swift trivia nights. Um, we just had one back at the beginning of the month, and we do them every couple months, me and my friend Jill, who's a huge Swifty, and they bring me... An immense amount of joy. They are a lot of work. You know, it's it's two or three full nights with Jill and I of like research and prepping questions. And but we also do like other fun things with these events too. So it's um it's time consuming, it's a lot of work, and and um I I truly have adored doing it. It's brought me this unmatched amount of joy that comedy weirdly didn't fill for me. Um, and that's something I'll get into later. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but back to it, I guess. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's been tough for me to balance everything because I have new ideas coming up and new things that I'm doing that I would like to, I would like to, I would like to water those seeds, um, so to speak. And it's just so hard to do that with a weekly podcast. So, so podcast is not over. I love this podcast. I love what I've done on this podcast. I do get I do get sick of it and bored of it sometimes. I do get unmotivated. I'm doing this thing all on my own, um, and it just falls to the wayside sometimes, and it sucks. I I hate that. I really do hate that. Something does always pull me back in though, and I think it is you know just talking with my favorite people. It 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 fucking makes me want to keep doing this and. I also know that there's, you know, there's still people that I haven't talked to yet on the podcast that I want to have on, and new people who come into the scene that I would love to chat with. So, what can you expect going forward? Well, episode 250 is going to happen. That's going to be a banger of a time. You got to tune in. Um, Probably what will happen at that point is I will probably take a couple weeks of a break to catch up on some maybe some interviews that I need I'd like to get in before the show says goodbye bye bye um and maybe it won't say goodbye bye bye like maybe something will happen that will inspire me to keep it going um it, this is just not a decision I could make lightly and I also haven't had any moment of clarity in it. And it's very frustrating to me because I'm just like, I would just like a moment where I go, yes, okay, I'm all in. I'm going to stick with this. Or like, no, I'm done. You know, like I, I, and I haven't had that yet um, with what's going on with me currently. So that just leaves me to say, stick around if you want. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to expect listeners to stick around if things aren't consistent. I'm really not. And I truly Truly do apologize. But if you are someone who enjoys the show and enjoys what I do, please stay tuned because I don't know what's I don't know what's on the horizon. Um, but I do know that ending this podcast is not happening yet. Okay. It's not happening yet. There are a lot of other podcasts that I want to make. Um, and I'm still fleshing those out i'm i mean this when i say i have at least five ideas that i'm like okay which ones am i gonna actually pursue to see if they can be something um and haven't figured that out yet but that's why i want to not really have a set weekly or bi-weekly schedule so that i can water those ideas so that i can. Um, figure out what's going on there. Because they're actually, um, when I think about it, I mean, one I've hinted at on this podcast, which is um Scott McLean and I are, I mean, pretty darn close to starting a podcast. You know, we have an idea, we have sort of a, a plan for episodes. Um and it's another comedy podcast. It won't be guest format. It's just gonna be Scott and I. Uh and I wanna see what that's like doing a podcast with a co-host and not necessarily relying on guests every week. I think production-wise, it's just going to be a lot easier. You know, we can knock a couple episodes out in uh, one sitting, uh, which means we don't have to record twice um, to have a full month of weekly comedy podcast episodes. So I'm super excited about that idea. I think Scott and I have a great podcast chemistry and that, you know, we... we uh, What's the word? We argue without fighting. Um we like to like to get into it about things. And so I'm ex- really excited about that idea. But then there's a couple other ideas I have that are a little more not comedy, a little more documentary style, a little more fancy production. I have some just insane ideas and ones that I truly can't stop thinking about. Like I go to bed at night and I think about them um, and something is like like pulling me towards them. Of course, the weird thing about this is that I, I do podcast production as a day job. So, what's challenging for me is getting my focus to a place where I can get off work, maybe have a break between work and then more work. I need to get myself excited when I come home to work on these side projects because I don't want to neglect them. I, I, I know my drive and I know what I can do because I did that with Intoxicated and I know. That if I just focus my energy on these projects, they could be something awesome. They really, really could. And my full-time job has given me a lot of skills and connections and, you know, insight into podcasting that I didn't have when I started Intoxicated. So I'm very curious to know where those ideas could go. You know, I have other areas of passion that I want to look into, Um, one, one of which actually is like off-stage comedy. So not necessarily stand-up comedy, but maybe doing things, you know, like writing sketches. Um I have some ideas for that that again are just sitting in my Google Docs. I just haven't given them time. Um I have some really funny ideas that I really think with a friend or two I could really make awesome. I I I really I really do think that and um I tend to forget sometimes that my love of comedy actually started not with stand up so much although I did always love stand up like I loved I would always like watching it um but I wasn't like a massive stand up fan I was a fucking internet comedy fan like I was a fan of like Vine and YouTube Jenna Marbles was like my main my main bitch I, I just loved her um and fucking stupid shit on the internet you know I started with doing a a web series with a guy friend of mine, you know, I think we did like four episodes or something, but they're still I look back and I go, oh, my fucking God, that was so goddamn fun making videos like kind of having comedy in it and putting the pieces together and editing and watching it all come together. It's a different experience than stand up comedy. And it's an experience that I think I, I'm really drawn to. Um, so who the fuck knows what's going on with me? I'm just trying to take things as they come. I guess a natural next step would be for me to talk about like where I'm at in comedy right now. Which is a weird, <laughs> weird place to be. And I've been doing a shit ton of reflecting about my relationship with stand up. And I have some thoughts. <laughs> I have some thoughts on, on it. Um, let's see. Let's start. Should I start with the bad things? We'll sandwich it. Okay, so we'll start with the good things. So I really do love performing a joke that I know works. Like when I know a joke works or I know like a core, core concept of a joke works and I can play with it have fun with it and perform it. I fucking love that experience. I love the experience of connecting with a crowd. I really do. I fucking hate working out new jokes. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have some ideas and jokes that are like, you know, they're, they're not fully formed. They're getting there. But again, going back to spreading myself thin and not taking enough time to write, um, they're only partially formed and, The main thing about me right now in stand-up is that I am not living up to what I know my potential could be. And that's my main issue. I think if any comic that's listening to this or anyone that's maybe come out to mics has seen me, I will let you know right now that I'm only giving about 40% of what I could give. And I mean that when I say that. Um, because I know that I just do not put the work in off stage. I mostly write on stage. I'll be honest. Like most of my ideas come from things I've brought to the stage and added to. I do find that I just don't, I just don't put the work in off stage and that's, what's frustrating. And I don't know if this is at all related to the fact that I have ADHD and I'm not on a stimulant yet. It's making my focus very disjointed and I'm just trying to do everything versus one thing really well. That's the best way I can say it. I'm trying to do everything and I would love to see what I can do if I could just focus on one thing and try to do it really well. Because I really do think, and I mean this when I say this, I think I could be a great stand-up comic if I fucking put the work in and just focused more on writing because the thing is, I know I can perform. I know I have stage presence. I, I know that. Um, I'm confident in that. And I don't really need, I don't, I honestly don't need people to tell me that. I know that. What I am insecure about is the writing side and the actual joke side. And I think the other big thing with me is that I care way too much about what my colleagues think of me. And it's to a point where it takes all of the fun out of stand-up comedy. And I was trying to think about this recently. I was really thinking, like, why do you feel that way? Where does that come from? Because I adore people who love comedy. I see people who love stand-up and love everything about it. And I just go, you seem so relaxed and like so like this is like what you're meant to do. And then I look at myself and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what am I doing? And I really did realize what it is. And it's, it's two things. One is that I think I started comedy for the wrong reasons. Um, I've only recently come to this sort of realization in a weird way. I do think I was always curious about it. I always think I, you know, wanted to know what I would be like if I tried it. But I think the real reason I started comedy was to have friends and to bond with the people that I adored around me at the time. This was 2020 lockdown. I was, I I honestly, at the time, I had lost a bunch of my real life friends. When I say real life friends, I mean, before comedy friends, my my normie friends, my <laughs> non-comedian friends, I lost a bunch of them. And summer 2020, you know, even even the year before that, I got close with a lot of comics um, and just got entrenched in the scene. Learned a lot about comedy, loved learning about it, found it fascinating. But it was always like, that is so fascinating that you do that. Tell me more. It was never like a, oh, this is something I'm meant to do. Or like, this is like a true calling of mine. I never felt that. I think I started comedy because people kept telling me to. And I just thought, ooh, if I do this, I'll fit in more. You know, they'll like me maybe a bit more if I do this. And I really think deep down that was the reason. And it, it sucks. It sucks even for me saying it loud. But, you know, I did it. And I did feel a strong sense of community. And then I kind of felt that sense of community loosen a bit over time, um, for various reasons. And then I would say like the first year of stand-up was like my favorite year. I think I had the most fun with it then. I think like I, I think I started with a lot of a lot of fun jokes that I just love doing. Um but then obviously you can't fucking do the same shit. You gotta grow, right? And then I got hardcore growing pains that I don't think I ever came out of yet, if I'm honest. I think I think another part of it is uh, that I started to make friends, you know, and then I felt the connections kind of loosen a bit. And then because I was in it and I was actually a quote unquote comic. Um it's a solo art. It's it's all you, but a lot of people, um, when they do stand-up, they have close friends around them that are like in the trenches with them. Like maybe they start at the same time or within the same time frame. They're they're maybe at the same quote unquote level, which I even hate the idea of levels, and I know that there are levels. Um I try not to think about it too much because it'll just it'll just keep me up thinking about where am I at in comparison to other people. And that's, it's just not a way to, it's not a way to be. I'm, I'm very aware of that. I have to stop comparing. Um, But uh, what I, what I am saying is, is, you know, from the outside, people are like, you've tons of comic friends, Sarah, like your friends. And it's like, yeah, I'm friends with the comics, but like, I don't feel like I really have a, a comedian buddy, so to speak, like someone who's, start at the same time. Um, and has like hit it as hard as I have in the past over two years, you know, like in July of 2023, it will be three years. So wait a second, 2020, summer 2020. summer, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it'll be three years, but you know, I have, you know, I'm approaching like what is it, like 155 sets or something like that, maybe even closer to 160 in that time, which is, um, I think, a lot, (laughs) considering that we had lockdowns and stuff like that, and I'm including those. So, um, um, comedy, I feel like comedy is lonely, and that's the other reason why I feel like I have not been able to enjoy it, and I know that it doesn't come with, you, you, you can't expect... It would be fucking so narcissistic and selfish to expect constant encouragement. But when you go for long periods of time without encouragement and without, you know, someone in your corner to go, like, keep going, you're on to something, you have something. Um, it can feel lonely and it can feel draining and it can feel fucking brutal because you're like, I'm working out this all these new jokes. I don't know. I still don't know if I'm funny. I I, I don't. I don't know if my colleagues think I'm funny. You know, I know that audiences have thought I was funny. But I still, I'm like, but the respect of my colleagues means so much. Um, And I just don't think when I like try, when I try to like get out of my body and look in on where I'm at, I don't think I'm anyone in the scene's like top favorite comic or like you know someone's first choice for a show. Like I I don't feel I feel well liked maybe by other comedians. I think people enjoy me. I think I'm I don't think I'm overly annoying hopefully. But I don't think like my comedy is something that other comics super like maybe they respect it but maybe there is just like not their thing you know not their personal taste and that is something I'm officially okay with like I'm I'm fine with not being people's cup of tea my main thing right now is essentially to be as authentic as I can in the jokes I'm telling to talk about the subjects that I want to talk about to not be afraid to still dive into dirty jokes. Cause I I don't give a fuck everybody. I really, I really have so much fun with dirty material and I don't care (laughs) that people think that that's like low hanging fruit or whatever. I know what it feels like when I deliver jokes like that and they do well, it feels fucking great. And I need those kind of feel great moments to get me through the fucking trenches of working out, the jokes I'm doing now, which are about, you know, body positivity, mental, mental health, um you know, my fertility, which is like a whole chunk of, of jokes that I have, um you know, and especially the body positivity one that has been a tough one for me working out because, oh, my God, you know, opening a joke saying that you're against body positivity is not uh, you can feel people clench up and. I would argue it's not low hanging fruit, that subject. It is a tough subject because my stance is essentially, you know, I talked about it on my episode with Kyle, but my stance in the joke is, you know, body positivity is I love it. I love it for everybody, um, but it's not for me. And here's why. And, you know, it's all about my and my body image issues, my insecurities and the fact that, you know, losing weight for me still gave me more confidence than all of this fucking shit, the self-help movement feeds to us women that we're supposed to do to love ourselves. So these are areas of which I'm passionate and I want to work those out. And I am still going to have fun with dirty jokes. Like that's just how it's going to be. And I know other comics aren't going to love it. You know, it's just not going to be their personal taste. And another thing has come up too, which is the hubcap open mic comedy contest. Um, which like is a comedy contest you can apply with a video and then uh if you get in you get to go up to new brunswick to compete and if you are a finalist you get to essentially be part of this like big pro show which is a big fucking deal you know for an open mic comedian i did not apply i it didn't even cross my mind it did <laughs> forget the fact that i don't think i have a decent enough tape like set recorded. Um, to do that, I think I still think the best, one of the best sets I have is my second set, which is on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm still very proud of that second set. Uh, but you know, besides that, take that away. Um, I have realized that I do not have comedy contest confidence and, you know, I just hate the idea. I, I, I just knew from the get go that it wouldn't be good for me to to apply or do that because I feel like unless I won first place, I would feel terrible. And that's another thing. (laughs) This is really therapy hour right now. Um, I should really smoke weed more often because I'm on fire. Like I'm on fire right now talking to you guys. I'm just getting a lot out apparently. Um, I realized that my obsession with success and succeeding is also holding me back in stand up and it, and it's holding me back in the sense that I am not having fun. It does not, it's not fun to like aim for perfection and have markers, these like external markers of success. It makes it way less fucking fun. Some of the funnest sets I've had, were the ones that I truly didn't care about. And I mean that, like, I mean that in the best way possible. Like, the ones that are, like, really low stakes and, you know, maybe it's just like you're just in a mood where you don't care and you're loose and you're present. You know, those are the funnest shows. Um, So to compete in a comedy festival where your main goal is to win, I just feel like, that pressure would not be good on my mental health. And I'm, I don't have comedy contest confidence like everyone who applied did. And when I saw people applying, I was like, oh, my God. I'm jealous of that confidence. I'm truly jealous of the confidence to put up a seven minute video and go, I deserve to win Um, because I know that I want to win, but like, for me to take that step and put a video up and to go, I deserve to win. Vote for me. I just don't have that yet. You know, and then I saw the the people who placed and I was just like, God damn, I'm I'm just I wish I could be like that. I wish I could have that confidence. So to those listening, if you, if you place in hubcap, fucking I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of your confidence. I wish I had it. Um. I don't and I, I think I'm I'm getting closer to realizing that I'm I'm just gonna be a comedian who's you know mean I think my main goal is to just be authentic and um that's it. That's where I'm at in, in um stand up. I just I stay the course, um try to work out these new jokes. I have I definitely haven't been doing as many shows as I used to do and it's been wonderful. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, I don't want this episode to come off as like, I hate stand up and it brings me no joy and I'm only doing it out of obligation and all of this. My main goal right now is to actually get it to a place where I don't feel any resentments And when I do take the stage, I want to be excited to take the stage, whether that's a Gus's show or, you know, a more high stakes show or a paid show. Um, I want to be stoked. And that means, I think, taking a quality over quantity approach right now um, and giving myself the space to live some fucking life, you know, to go on some dates to take care of myself a bit better because I think I need to do those things to actually be a better comedian because otherwise, like I'm just going to keep adding things to my OnlyFans jokes. And no one wants that. No one wants to hear me still talking about OnlyFans from 2020. I need some new fresh material. So I got to live some life, but yeah, it's just a weird thing kind of realizing these things and I do, um, I hope maybe some people relate. I don't know. I could just, I could be totally alone in this. But comedy has just always been a little too hard for me. I think I've, I think I just take comedy too seriously. Which is weird because, you know, even on this episode, I, you know, I was saying I'm too lazy. I don't, I don't take it seriously enough. And now I'm going, you take it too seriously. I think like my emotional... Mentality is too serious about stand-up. And I don't know how to fix that other than, like I said, putting a lot more love into writing and making sure I'm proud of what I'm doing on stage and trying my best not to think about what my colleagues think. Because at the end of the day, everyone is in stand-up for themselves. We are all thinking about ourselves and most people aren't thinking of you the way that you think that they're thinking of you. It goes back to my theory about anxiety and like, you know, people who are always afraid about what other people think of them. It's like, no, people aren't thinking about other people that much. People are thinking about themselves. Um, but I really do think that there are connections in comedy that are very valuable and, uh, and, and worthwhile and, Mutually beneficial, you know, um, you know, some people for me, for sure, Scott McLean, Kyle Carpenter, they're the two people I run jokes by the most, I would say, um, when I'm thinking about jokes and joke structure and feedback and stuff like that. And then, you know, I have Luba and Claire who have been such amazing, um, women who I look up to in stand up as like, oh my God, could I just get there eventually where they are? Um, it'd be so nice. Um, and I adore them. Um and so I do have I do have comedy, you know, I have comedy friends and um I guess just sometimes it feels it feels lonely where I am. Um so uh I need I gotta make some changes so that I have fun again and stand up. That's what has to happen. Um so hopefully I'll get there. There we go. That's Sarah's therapy hour about stand up, my mental space, where I'm at currently. Um bombing still fucking sucks. Still fucking feels shitty. It really does. I don't think it's ever gonna not feel shitty. Um but I have faith. I have faith that these jokes will work themselves out and hopefully I will be have a new set that I'm very, very proud of. Um I guess now that I'm on a roll, um, I do have two new questions in the talk line question form, um, that I will go over right now. Um, at what age do people think? Okay. So this is an anonymous question. Uh, and it says, at what age do people stop going to bars and clubs to pick up and start going for a drink to hear a band or watch sports? Do you finally wake up with that end all hangover and a switch flicks off? I don't think so. I think for me, the flip switched during the pandemic and I don't think it had to do with age. I think the pandemic for me is what jump started. Not really wanting, actually, you know what? No, now that I think about it, I I don't think, I think I was gradually not really in that party booze mindset. Um, and the pandemic happened, I really didn't drink and my tolerance went way down and I realized that I, A, don't need booze, don't overly love the experience of booze. I usually get fucking sick when I drink, like, you know, Hopefully, I won't get sick on the live stream on Friday. I do plan on having a few drinks. Um, But it's just not something that, like, I overly enjoy, you know? Like, I feel like I have an okay personality enough to not need it to have fun. Um, So, for me, it wasn't a flick switching off. It was just a gradual thing. The pandemic jump-started it. And then, I think, just the motivation to save money kept that going. So... You do definitely realize, I think, you know, I would say 33 and op, um, that hangovers are way worse. Um, once you're over 30 and you're approaching your mid, mid-30s, they are not good. And uh, your resilience in drinking is not at all like it was in your 20s. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer to that. We have another question here. Can we please talk about a way to have the what are we chat without sounding like a pompous twat because I have zero ideas on how to make this a fun convo Ooh, I don't think you have to make it a fun convo do you I mean I'm out of practice it's been 11 years for me so the last time I had a what are we chat well actually that's a fucking lie I've had that chat with situationships um my most recent heartbreak I had that chat with and um before that a hookup buddy I actually was just like why why aren't we dating that's <laughs> essentially was essentially how I said it and I think I just said it pretty bluntly in a playful way um and I think actually that might be my advice make it like almost like you're joking but then make it not a joke you know you know what I mean like almost go into it as if oh my god you're saying this ridiculous thing but then actually talk about it maybe that's what you do I don't really know um I don't know maybe it's my age I'm like where I'm at with dating where I feel like if you're uncertain, there's a reason you're uncertain, if that makes any sense. Um, I feel like if it's the right person, this type of conversation shouldn't be that hard. Um, I mean, if you're someone who's, if you've just been kind of seeing each other for a long time, hopefully there's a comfort level there, right? Um, and it is just about like, just remember, like, like it's a gift to yourself, to get that clarity um, because who wants to just be confused and stressed out while seeing someone. And also the way I see it is, it's like, why waste your time? You know? Um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, and the other thing too is like, I, I, I'm also just a huge fan of like voice memos for this type of thing. Um, you know, cause texting feels too informal, but like, maybe talking out your thoughts, like how I'm doing right now um, in a voice memo and sending it to that person where they can hear your tone, they can hear your voice, um, and they don't have the pressure of a real-time, um, real in-person conversation to respond, so they have time to think about their answer. So yeah, that's my advice. I hope that was good advice. I would love more questions like this, though, you guys. So the TalkLine form is always available for you to send in your questions, um, rants, observations, really just anything. I would love questions, though. I think questions are great. So send me in some more questions. And I cannot believe that I've talked for 46 minutes and I was going to hop on here and do a 15 minute little episode to just tell you about episode 250. But here we are. This feels like the unofficial episode two fifty. I'm not going to title it the two hundred fiftieth episode, but this is like when uh, when you're a bride and you have your maid of honor, and then but you kind of have a secret maid of honor. This is the secret two fifty. <laughs> So if you actually get to the end of this random bonus episode, hashtag secret 250 is going to be the the hashtag that uh, you can either message me or comment on social media to let me know that you finished the episode and you got through my ramblings. Um, but I actually really appreciated this because I think I needed it. I think I need to talk about some of those things in an honest manner. So there we go, guys. Tune in on Friday, February 3rd for episode 250 with Dan Hendrickson and Travis Lindsay and some surprise guests. We're going to be drinking. We're going to be ranting, talking about unpopular opinions, maybe doing some assumptions about each other. Maybe there'll be some roasting. I don't know. I'm also going to just compile a bunch of ridiculous questions for both of them. Um, So it will be a time. So please tune in on the intoxicate YouTube this Friday, February 3rd at 9 PM Atlantic time. And thank you again for sticking with me for understanding and not giving me any hell for this weird release podcast that won't quite die, but is kind of still alive situation. I really appreciate it. you guys who are listening so just a special shout out to you and thank you for sticking with me and the next time i see you it'll be episode 250 and that's it goodbye